Welcome back to the Trade Society Traders Improved Podcast and today we're going to talk about a very important aspect of emotions and mental mastery as a trader. And in my personal experience after having been a trader myself for over 15 years and also working with traders for the last six to seven years, I've come to the conclusion that developing patience and everything that comes with patience is one of the most important skills that a trader has to develop. But basically, if you want to achieve anything in life, learning to be patient, resisting your impulsive urges, and being able to deal with the concept of delayed gratification is really the key to success. And before we get into today's topic, I want to say thank you for the great support. We are now at 30 ratings on the Spotify app, so thank you a lot for that. If you're listening to this on your phone on Spotify, now you can go to the ratings and leave a rating if you're enjoying this podcast. So thank you so much for the positive feedback. So let's get back to today's topic and patience is affecting our decision making on many levels as we will see. So first of all, I will help you understand how patience or a lack of patience will manifest in every area of your trading from entering a trade to exiting a trade holding on to winning trades, but also growing your account and growing your skills as a trader. And then in the second part, I have practical tips and also a few exercises that will help you build your patience effectively. So let's start out by looking at the different layers and aspects where patience or a lack of patience is going to impact our decision making. And it's not only about taking entries. So most people, when they think about patience and trading, they just think about waiting for good trades. And this is definitely a part, but it's not everything. However, we're going to start with that. And waiting for the right trade and not doing anything for hours or days if you are a swing trader can be really a big challenge because after all, you're going to tell yourself maybe that you are a trader and if you don't trade, how can you make money? But in my experience, this is a bad and a wrong view on the matter. And the professional traders that I'm talking to very often look at this topic in the exact opposite way because they tell themselves, if I don't take the bad trades, I can't lose money as easily. So big priority of the professional traders is not losing money. And then if you don't lose money in between the good trades, the good trades will easily take care of your account growth and your development. And you don't have to dig yourself out of the hole that many amateur traders dig themselves when they take the bad trades that they know they shouldn't be taking, but due to a lack of patience, it's not very easy to sit on your hands. So this is the first layer on where patience is really affecting our decision making. Second, so you have waited for the right trade and now you're in a trade. And then patience is again impacting your decision making because a lot of traders are really struggling with letting winning trades run and often close out profitable trades too soon. So for one, it's because their patience muscle hasn't been trained yet and they're just maybe at a stage where they haven't had a lot of winning trades so they were not able to practice that. But also the concept of delayed gratification comes in here. And I will talk about delayed gratification, what it is, how it impacts our decision making later during the podcast. But basically, our thoughts and emotions trick us into thinking that having a small win right now and closing out the win that we are seeing in our account right now, so we have a guaranteed win, is better than waiting for the uncertainty that we may have a bigger winning trade in the future. If we don't take the profit, the trade could unfold in a way that we can make more money. And that's something that many traders are struggling with because whereas in evolutionary theory, this makes a lot more sense. So we don't gamble with our resources that we maybe need to survive 
and then hope that at a later point in time, we may realize a bigger payday and a bigger payoff. So it does make sense that we value a sure and guaranteed win right now more than an uncertain, maybe even bigger win in the future. It does make sense, but in trading, this is very dangerous and it's very counterproductive because in trading, we need to make sure that we cut our losses quickly, but also we need to make sure that our winners are much bigger than our losing trades. So the reward to risk ratio in trading is a very, very big part. And therefore, I think it's an ongoing struggle. It's a very hard thing to overcome in the beginning because we are programmed for so many years that the concept of delayed gratification is very hard to overcome. And for one, as we will see later, I think it comes with practice as well. The more you are trading, the more you see and actually review your trades, you're going to see that, okay, I just have to trust the process. I have to trust my system. If you see that continuously, the trades that you take, if you would let them unfold, they're going to make you more money as a trader. And then I think it's easier also to hold on to your winning trades. If you're starting, this is the chicken and the egg problem, which comes first. How can you trust your system if you haven't been trading it for a long time and also if you haven't seen that it can make money? So this is where, as we will later see, the journaling really comes in as, a, as the key factor really because you need to make sure that you look back at your trades and you see and realize, okay, my analysis is good on the trades. My strategy, if I listen to the rules, would have led me to realize the bigger winning trade. I did close the winning trade too soon. That was a mistake, but... I could have trusted the system and then I would have made more money. And if you see that time and time again, it becomes easier to trust your system. So that will get easier over time as well. Next, patience is also a big factor when it comes to growing our trading account. And being patient with our trading account growth is the key to long-term success. And amateurs can't often be patient and they want to double and triple their accounts very, very quickly. And then obviously, how do you accomplish that? You have to push your risk management and inevitably those traders are very likely to go broke because when the first losing streak comes around, it will put you in a very deep hole and it will put a very deep hole into your trading pocket that you cannot recover easily from. So it's important that we learn to value the long-term approach. And we have to take moderate risk. We have to apply the same position sizing to all of our trades. And we have to give ourselves five to 10 years instead of five to 10 months to see our account go to a meaningful size. And that is then the sign of a true professional. Once you have gone and made that step from this short-term thinking to really having a long-term approach and not being impatient with letting your account grow. And also we need to be patient when it comes to improving our skills. The amateur traders, they don't know how much they don't know. And many amateur traders believe after a few weeks or months that they have all figured it out. They know everything that there is to know. And this leads to a host of issues such as overconfidence and not being open to new ideas. And the beginner mindset is, is very important though. It's very important to have this beginner mindset where in the first few years you basically understand and fully internalize that you basically know nothing. And the best traders that I have mentored, they continuously ask questions. They don't shy away. They don't believe that a question is too basic or too stupid to ask. They don't come with big egos and they are very curious about every little part of trading and they're always open to new ideas. They don't reject an idea right away because they believe that they already have read somewhere on a blog or on a YouTube video how it should be. They're open to new ideas. They test it. 
and they also don't get their ego involved in all of this. So it's really important that we accept that building a skill like any other skill is just going to take a long time and that's totally normal as well. What really helped me in dealing with patients and understanding patients on a, on a deeper level is also realizing that impulsivity is very closely related to impatience and very often when we make a decision that we could label as impatient there's also a lot of impulsivity and emotions behind that and it often goes hand in hand and when i think about being impulsive i think in, in terms of making trading decisions first of all unconsciously and also very reactionary and this is very dangerous at traders because being reactionary and just reacting to whatever is coming up on our charts and pretty much being a play ball of our emotions is a sure way of going broke as a trader and making a lot of mistakes and losing a lot of money. Because as traders, we always want to be the one in the driver's seat. We want to make all our decisions, first of all, consciously and also based on our rules and the rules of our strategy, of our trading plans and the framework that we have developed for our trading. So working on our patience muscle is also going to help us reduce the likelihood to act purely emotionally and reactionary or putting it the other way around. When we avoid being impulsive, we can also be more patient. So it's two sides of the same coin and I find this quite helpful to realize. So now next step, how do we actually improve our patience and how do we get better as a trader when it comes to being patient? And in this context, it's, it's very important to realize that becoming more patient and developing patience is not going to happen in front of our charts. When we engage in our trading, that's not how we get better. That's not how we develop our skills. But what we do in our daily life, what we do away before or after our, our trading sessions, before we sit down and after we sit down to trade, that's where we can really make a big difference. And that's where we have a lot of opportunities to also work on our emotions and work on our patience level. So I have a few tips for you that we will go through now. So first, we need to work on our ability to deal with delayed gratification. And on the opposite side of delayed gratification, the problem, so to speak, is instant gratification. And there's a huge gap between how instant gratification versus delayed gratification makes us feel. So an example, instant gratification, for example, would mean that we are going to eat a cake right now and we feel good for a few moments. But obviously, if you always give into the urge of going for that instant gratification cake, that is going to make you feel bad over the long term because that decision is not going to have any meaningful long term benefits. Delayed gratification, on the other hand, would mean that you're not going to eat that cake, but instead you're going to start have a regular gym routine and you're going to start working out and going to take care of yourself. There's no instant gratification here. So going to the gym once and eating a good meal once is not going to make a big difference. But if you do this over time and you keep it up regularly, you are going to delay that gratification and it's going to make you feel great long term because the benefits are going to stack up later. And also the benefits are going to be long term and long lasting once you get in shape and you take care of your health. How does it look in trading now? So instant gratification, for example, would mean we give in to our impulses. We jump into a trade because we feel like it. We don't want to wait. We feel that we're missing out and that makes us feel good for a moment. But we're going to realize we made a mistake and long term, this is going to cause a lot of losses and it's going to ruin our trading quality. So it's going to lead to a lot of problems long term. Delayed gratification would mean that you're not going to take that trade right now that you know you shouldn't be taking, but 
you sit on your hands, you wait patiently, you're not going to do anything for a few minutes, for a few hours, for a few days, and you're going to wait for that good trade that inevitably will come around, and then you're going to have much greater chances of being long-term profitable. Or another example, you have maybe had a few losing trades in a row and in order to get back to break even, you may think that you need to increase your risk and you risk more than what you should risk. This is gonna make you feel good for a few moments because you believe that you will make up that loss. But eventually, if you keep that behavior up, there will come a time when increasing risk is gonna to lead to a huge loss and it's gonna have long-term negative effects. Whereas if you apply consistent and conservative risk management, you risk a small percent and have very constant risk over time, it's not gonna to lead to anything meaningful short-term, but long-term, this is obviously the right way and the ideal way to go. Or maybe things haven't been going well for you and you instantly look for a new trading strategy. And looking for a new trading strategy is exciting, it's fun because it brings back this hope that it's just a matter of finding the right thing that is gonna make you rich and you don't have to put in the time and work. But obviously long-term system hopping is a very bad thing and it's not gonna to lead to anything meaningful. The right way to go about this is that you look at your last trades, you analyze what did you do wrong, where did you went wrong, and then you try to improve your strategy and your processes. It's gonna take time, it is gonna take a lot of work, and it's not easy, but again, it's the right way, it's the only way to go about this, to have long-lasting benefits and positive effects. So how can we work on this? And one way to go about this is to start observing your behavior in your daily life. And then realizing, are you a person that is leaning more towards instant gratification or are you sometimes already able to practice delayed gratification? And are you a person who wants everything right now and you cannot wait, you want everything now? And the first step here is actually just to realize it and to become aware of where do you fit in and also to realize situations where instant gratification is really controlling your behavior. And this first step in this just recognizing, not actively interfering with it, this realizing part is actually very important because this already shows you that you are moving away from this unconsciously making decisions and it puts you a little bit more into the driver's seat. At least you are aware where a problem may occur. And then you have a chance of actually making a change. If you are never at a stage where you realize and are aware of okay, now is a situation where instant gratification is gonna, make a, is gonna make me make a mistake, then obviously you have no chance of actively making a change. But in the beginning, you're not gonna start completely shifting your whole life and you're not gonna be able to turn it around 100% and make a 180 degree turn. So don't be too hard on yourself. Don't expect to see instant results which fits in very nicely but understand that again this is going to take time and really recognizing is already a very very big um, step that will put you into the right direction and then practicing delayed gratification can be as small as not giving into the impulse to immediately purchase everything instantly on amazon have it showing up on your door the next day and it can be as simple as really if you want to have something on Amazon, put it into your basket and then close your browser and forget about it and come back to it in a week, in two weeks, in three weeks. And really what is important here is to observe how does it make you feel because that's going to show you a lot about what type of person are you. Are you a person that is so deeply into instant gratification? That's going to be a very big aha moment for you because you're going to learn to know yourself on a much deeper level. 
And I know it sounds silly and it doesn't sound like it's going to be a big deal, but really practice this and really see what type of person you are and is this a problem. And then over time, as you practice this muscle, it will become easier and then it's also more likely that it will shift into your trading. A little trick when it comes to trading that will help you be maybe a little bit more motivated is look at your last 20 to 30 trades and divide those trades into trades that you really respected 100% of your rules and the trades where you messed up, where you were impatient or impulsive. And then look at the trades where you only respected your rules and look at the performance. I bet that the performance of those trades where you only respected the rules is much better than the trades that are not based on your rules and where the, tra the trade quality is really low. And that can be a very big motivation and a motivator once you see that, okay, if I would have listened to my rules and if I would have stick to the rules, I would have been maybe instead of a losing trader, a break-even trader or maybe even slightly profitable and once you see that this is actually possibility once you see that your strategy is actually profitable but you are the problem here you are also more likely to actually see a change in your trading behavior so that's a little trick here second develop best practices before and after your trading time and this is also likely gonna swap over into your trading time so what do we do we do market preparation before we get into a trade and before we even start trading. So we write our trading plans, we update our charts, we look at what has happened overnight, what are the big movers, where are the best potential setups and we have trading plans ready. We also look into our journal in the, in the morning for just a brief review. We at least want to know what happened in the last 5 to 10 trades, what is our mental state, how did we execute our last trades, have we seen continuously problems or are we already very good with our discipline. Also, be very clear about your risk that you're going to take and really set intentions about your risk level. Are you going to risk 1%, 2%, whatever it is, be very clear about this and really set intentions for your risk management. Commit to excellence and also apply a process-oriented trading mindset. So instead of judging your trades based on the outcome, how much money did you make or lose, look at how well did you execute your trades. This is very helpful, especially on a day-to-day -day basis because this is a much more accurate way to actually analyze or judge your trading quality rather than looking at a trade and seeing I lost money, this must have been a bad trade. That's not the right way to go about this. Make sure that you adhere to high quality trading and that is where the process-oriented mindset really comes in. Set up your trading desk and I mean really nicely set up your office wherever you are trading if it's just a corner into your living room wherever it is make sure that it's tidy it is clean it's not a mess and that you are ready. I find personally that it really shows how serious you take your trading if it's a complete mess then very likely also your trading approach your routine everything is going to be a mess so personally in my life my trading office is always 100 percent clean there's nothing laying around and before i sit down in the morning to trade i make sure that it's 100 percent clean and i find it's also going to reflect in my trading quality how i look at my charts how i review my trades how i'm going to take care of my trading journal fuel your mind and body don't put in crap so how you treat your body how you treat yourself your mind is also going to lead to the output. So if you put in bad stuff, the output is also going to be bad. It's a very no-brainer thing, but it's important. If we want to commit to excellence, if we want to develop back practices, don't go drinking the night before you want to trade. Don't put in bad food if you expect your mind to work at a very high level. Don't go to bed very late and have poor sleep if you expect that you want to trade with a lot of focus and mental clarity.
It's a no-brainer, but really try to do that. Third tip, work with trading plans that guide your decision-making. I briefly mentioned trading plans in the, in the step before, but trading plans are really helpful because they're going to help you reduce a lot of mistakes that often arise based on our emotions. So making sure that before we actually start our trading session, that we have gone through our charts, updated the levels, looked at the best potential setups for the day, and knowing exactly what to expect, always approaching a, a potential trade from this if-then scenario or mindset. If this happens, I'm going to do that, and that is going to help you move more away from this reactive mindset to a more proactive mindset. You're not going to be a victim of every little tick and every little candlestick that shows up, but you have a big master plan. You exactly know what to expect, and you are ready for whatever happens on your charts, you know what you're going to do. If the market does that, I'm going to do this. If the market does this, I'm going to do that. And then you are less likely to become impulsive. And also know how your best trades look like. I find it very helpful and the traders that I work with find it very helpful to have something like a business plan or a strategy plan. Be very clear about what the best trades look like for you. So whatever strategy you trade or for every strategy that you trade, have a PDF or print it out, put it onto your wall and be very clear about what are you looking for in a trade. Have maybe a checklist even and print it out and then you can compare. Is this trade that I'm going to take right now looking very similar to the perfect and optimal trade or are there things missing? And then you can see, okay, is this very far away? Does it look at least a little bit close or am I completely trading a random trade and a random setup? And all of those things are gonna help you, first of all, break this impulsive decision-making. And then the more and more you are able to break this impulsive decision-making and avoid impulsive decision-making, it's gonna help you build patience. It's also gonna help you improve the quality of your trading. And as you improve the quality of your trading, you're gonna realize that being patient and waiting for the good trades, waiting for your account to grow and doing it the right way is the only way. And I hope you get something out of it. This podcast took a little bit longer than my usual ones, but I think it's a very important topic to discuss. There is so much more that I could talk about in this context, so maybe we can make a part two. Let me know if you like this, if it made sense, if you have some takeaways, or if you have any other questions, and then I will address that in the next episode.